We have 43 degrees in Lynchburg, 44 in Bedford, 43 in Roanoke and Salem. It's cloudy in 48 in Danville, 45 and partly cloudy in Appomattox, and 43 in Amherst. 706 on the morning jam, and we've had him in the studio before to talk about different things. He always has a difficult task ahead of him when I request him. And we have Ron Miller in the studio right now. Good morning, Ron. Good morning. It's good to be here. Like I said before, you're one of the few people that I would actually get up early in the morning for. So, uh, morning to you both. Well, it's an important subject to take on. Uh, and, and again, we don't want to just be on here talking doom and gloom but Mm -hmm. we've got to be realistic about what's headed our way and what's already here Mm -hmm. absolutely you know i i have a difficult time having a binary perspective on this because of my background i'm a former intelligence officer Uh, homeland security official professor of government an elder in my church so (laughs) there's so many there's a lot going on. Uh, a lot of angles to look at this. I mean, mm-hmm. first of all, I want to say um, I unequivocally uh, reject and repudiate what Hamas has done. Uh, this is a terror attack. Mm-hmm. There, there's, you know, it's one thing 100%. to go against combatants, but to take uh, civilian hostages, murder civilians, kidnap them, it's, it's beyond the pale. And it's interesting, the timing, the precision of the attack brings to mind Uh, the possibility uh, that a lot of other actors are involved in this. And that's something that we as a nation should be mindful of. Which our Uh, own government refuses to even acknowledge. People may not know this, but the, uh, there was a, there's been a movement over the past two or three years uh, toward normalization of relations between Israel and several of the Arab countries. Mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is the latest conversation, but there Mm -hmm. are many others, uh, United Arab Emirates, Dubai, they Mm -hmm. have actually entered into normalized relations with Israel. Which is, which they are not going to have. There is an element, there's an element in the Middle East that is absolutely opposed to that and would do anything to derail it. And um, I'll paint a scenario for you. This attack, first of all, it disrupted Israel at a particularly fraught time in its political life internally. And by forcing them to retaliate as they must, it allows them to create propaganda and other things that will spread among the general populace in the Mm -hmm. Middle East. And it poisons the well. And around the world. It poisons the well for any further normalization which is exactly what these actors wanted mission accomplished so so from a geopolitical perspective it there's very little that you can say about this that's that's positive or or looks to um, our national security and the security of the world in any uh, positive way Um, Of course, the tragedy of it is the innocence on both sides that are being Mm -hmm. killed because these political actors can't uh, find a way to uh, coexist. Right. They've they've literally secured bombs and missiles inside of elementary schools, hospitals, and so on. It's a long-standing tactic of Hamas to basically hide behind people as human shields, and it's despicable. Yeah. So, you know, I talked to Janet this morning about the 40 babies that 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 story came out, and some of them were even beheaded, which is, I know this is a tough subject. This is what Hamas has done. It paints a a horrific picture of who we're dealing with here. So this ground hand-to-hand urban combat is going to be very messy and it could take a very long time and the tide well the tide has already turned in some cases in our own congress the squad coming out 
the 30 we we had the story of the 31 groups at harvard that said this is all israel's fault so really they didn't even get a honeymoon so to speak as far as getting a chance to to respond yet before they started calling out israel so but israel is going to be painted in a pretty bad light because they have to go in and do some atrocious things themselves by way of hand-to-hand combat a lot of israelis are going to die still and, and these are combat warriors and maybe even innocent people because Hamas and their shots I noticed yesterday, shots from Syria coming, missiles coming from Syria. So there's different uh, camera angles of, of Israel getting hit. I, I just think it is going to be even more maybe gruesome in some ways in the days ahead. And how should we deal with that? Because right now, I, you know, I don't want to have a, a heart of hate by way of retaliation. That is such a balancing act to do what must be done, but yet not have hatred in your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we always... Especially say, when you hear the baby story. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, trust me, there's going to be stories out there about things that happen to children on their side that are going to be publicized. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I did notice, you mentioned some of the reactions here in the United States, but I also noticed some very strong uh, pushback from, not just from the people that you would expect, but from others as well. For example, the story of the student group at Harvard. Mm. The administration at Harvard came down hard and said they do not speak for Harvard University. Yeah. And, and good so, for them. So there, there's a lot of there's a lot of passion. Let's face it, right, there right. is. Um, I don't want to ever say that there are not things going on, people suffering in any side of the world, but there is a response to that. There's a way to do it. And I would say for people who are just horrified by everything, um, and certainly for people of faith, um, I've been very reflective this week about prayer and how little we resort to it in these situations. Um, And the reason is because we don't really believe that God cares or is big enough. We need to deal with those two we don't, things. We don't pray expectantly anymore. And and I had a conversation in one of my women's groups one time. Mm-hmm. When was the last time that you prayed for someone with cancer mm-hmm. and you really believed and knew that, that God could reach down and touch that person and heal them like that? That it, it really could have, are you praying like, well, you know, help this family accept the, you know, we need to pray expectantly. Mm. We have a big yep. God. He needs to be our first choice, not our last resort. And, and prayer always needs to come first. I couldn't have said it better. I mean, the fact is that God can do anything. And anything. if and if we believe that, if we truly believe that, then he expects us to come to him, not just with expectation, but with specificity right. in our mm-hmm. prayers mm-hmm. to say, I want this particular situation to be healed. Now, he will always answer. Right. It may not be the answer you want. Right. And we have to understand that we see... Through, through a keyhole, right? he sees right. the infinite expanse from the beginning of time to the, the end. end yeah. And so it's not ours to understand, but it is ours to believe he can do it and to say as much in our prayers. Yeah. Right. Well, we're going to have you pray here in just a, a few minutes. I, I want to talk about uh, our response as, as the United States. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, that have the opinion that Joe is kind of asleep at the wheel. There's other people running our country. And I think there's some legitimacy to to that argument. Um, you know, yesterday Blinken said not one dollar of the six billion dollars has gone towards this, but we 
we talked about earlier the shell game that's going on with the monies yeah. if you know six billions coming then you're going to take some of your own you know economic money that would go towards let's say feeding your people and put that towards so there's a lot of political posturing going on is it important for us to understand that because you can get so lost in that minutia mm-hmm. how important is it to have a general knowledge maybe but not because it just gets confusing because it's it's a he said she said he said he said government said government said sure kind of scenario and i understand why people get uh, twisted around and all of it because in our day-to-day lives with all the things we have to worry about mm-hmm. trying to get into the nuance of all of this can take up a lot of time my wife is always complaining to me that i'm much more involved in minutia than she thinks is healthy right. <laughs> um, it's just the way my mind works right and but i think it's important because i believe in being informed i believe in being um not cynical mm-hmm. but skeptical mm-hmm. right if that makes sense because um, you have to understand that there's always motivations behind things that happen. Right. Meek as a yeah. lamb, wise as a serpent. That's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah, and it just seems to me that uh, because we're so busy and because our lives are our, our lives are have enough complications, we don't spend a lot of time being observant and things of that sort. But and that's so, why our country's in the shape that it's in, is because nobody wants to deal with those those hard conversations anymore. Well, hard conversations are hard for a reason. Right. And and I think a lot of people want to avoid the pain mm-hmm. and, and the struggle that those bring. It's I mean, human. That's, it's that's, a, it's yeah. human nature. But I think it's important. You know, one of the things that um, our founders, when they created this nation, also decided was to create a public education system. And the reason they did that is because they believed that it was important for citizens to be able to have the ability to discern things for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, for most of the world's history up to that point, education was reserved for only the elite. Mm-hmm. And it was something that allowed them to direct the narrative. Here we decided we want everyone to be informed. And as an educator myself, I happen to think that people have given education a bad rap. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know that there are different things going on. I, I I am grateful that I, where I work now uh, at Southwest Baptist, we emphasize the fact that we're not an indoctrination factory, even though, right. <laughs> even though we have our Christian faith as our foundation, we want to teach people to know what's going on and to be critical thinkers. And, yeah, and to, make, to and, think. And to, yeah, to right. think. And you know, not, not what to think, but how to think. Mm-hmm. So I would just encourage people, um, don't be cynical, because I do believe that uh, and this is my my optimism. I believe most public servants are doing the best they can, but I also know that public servants are trying to protect themselves mm. and pre- prevent the heat coming down on them. Right. When you talk about this money, I have no doubt that in terms of the technical aspects of it, it probably has all of the different walls around it that it's supposed to have. But as you indicated, if I know I have so much in an escrow account, so to speak, I'm going to take a few more chances over here with other money because mm-hmm. I know... If things ever really get bad, I'm going to ignore convention and I'm going to go get that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah. the way things sure. work. So. Well, Ron, be- before you leave, uh, would you would you just pray for our, our nation? Pray for the folks. And we've been we've been telling people to pray for the folks in Gaza. I mean, mm-hmm. they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. They've been trained from little ones. We had cowboys and Indians. They have, you know. Hamas against Israel. That's mm-hmm. the kind of fights they have as kids. They train them very early. They do, of course. And when you look at that situation there, that's a very densely populated area. Mm-hmm. So the civilian casualties are almost 
inevitable and it's a shame. Yeah. So just pray on what we are to do as, you know, Americans and, and followers of Christ. And even those that uh, would would look at this, because I can tell you, on YouTube right now, the end time messages popping up from everyone, mm-hmm. from David Jeremiah to Jack Hibbs, they're all talking about it, saying, people, look, this, this, hap- this is happening for yeah. more reasons than you may understand. Mm-hmm. So just pray that we would have that kind of uh, discernment for us this morning. All right. Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for being an infinite God, a God that not only knows all and sees all, Lord, but controls all. And Lord, we know that as we look at the carnage that's taking place in uh, the Middle East right now, in this war between Israel and Hamas, and I want to stress that, Lord, uh, there are people in Gaza who did not invite this, but they are going to be the victims of it. And I pray, Lord, that you would watch over them and to the extent that they are able to protect themselves from the violence. Lord, I ask that you would give them those means. I pray that this nation of Israel would be blessed, Lord, as you have always promised it would be, that you would give them the strength to repudiate this attack, to push back, to do what must be done to protect themselves, Lord, but to do it in a way that is honorable to you, Lord. Um, Here in America, we um, have our debates, we have our uh, different perspectives on things, but Lord, let us first and foremost have a heart for the people, the innocents, the non-combatants, Lord. Let us pray for those on both sides and just understand that what they're going through is just the consequence of war, and we know that war is chaos, and you're not a God of chaos, you're a God of order. Then, Lord, I pray that we would have the resolve to take a stand with Israel and to understand as uh, the democratic nation that exists in the middle of the Middle East, a nation that uh, wants to just live in harmony with its neighbors. Just pray, Lord, that we would uh, support them, that we would um, not undermine their efforts, Lord, but also make sure, Lord, that in all things that we are accountable not to any convention or to a protocol, Lord, but to you, accountable to you for how we are to uh, deal with people in ways of justice and righteousness. Uh, Lord, we pray that your justice would rain down on those who have committed these atrocious acts, but that in righteousness you would protect those who are not responsible for this, that you would protect those who are in the path of harm right now, whether they live in Israel or in Gaza. Lord, we know that you uh, weep when these things happen. And we, Lord, we just pray, Lord, that we would rejoice when right is achieved and we would weep when wrong has been visited on us. Help us to know the difference, Lord. Help us to have discernment and wisdom in everything we do and say. And just bring us to a place, Lord, where your peace, your justice, your righteousness reign and all that is evil will be swept away. We thank you, Lord, and we pray this with belief and conviction in all the things that you can do, for nothing is impossible for you. And we pray it in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Ron, as always, thank you. Coming in at a difficult uh, time, and uh, we'll, we'd love to have you back as we kind of reflect maybe in a couple of months what did happen. Yes. Thank absolutely. you so much. Thank you. Ron Miller, it is uh, 721 here on the Morning Jam. Janet and I will be back with some stories as well. And we will continue this uh, coverage of what's going on in Israel, the Middle East, Gaza, Iran, everywhere, and your backyard. It's the Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. 
Turn on the morning jam with Janet and Mark, 6 to 9 a.m. What do you know? This is going to be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. I'm sorry, I needed needed to feel that waffle again. We talked about waffles the other day, how I wanted to. Next time I stay at one of these hotels that have the waffle maker, Mm -hmm. I'm going to chop up some. Sorry, I'm not going to whisper this time. Thanks. Chop up some sausage. Yeah. Put it in the waffle and see what happens. Yeah. You'll probably get kicked out. And then put my gravy right on top of the waffle. Because they're like, sir, don't be putting meat in the waffle maker. Well. Don't be doing that. I'm going to try to. You do that crap at home. Well, you know what I might You know what I might do, dadgummit? Yeah. I might bring my own peanut butter Reese cup kisses in a baggie and just sort of <laughs> like when they're not looking. So you're going to turn your breakfast into dessert. Absolutely. Okay. All right. You do you, buddy. Well, just when you think uh, Governor Newsom can't destroy California towns any more than he already has, you'd be wrong if you put money on that. A new Senate bill signed in July of last year repealed a previous law that banned loitering with the intent to engage in prostitution. Now, why would you repeal that? (laughs) I'm sorry. Why? I mean, seriously, why would you repeal a law that banned loitering with intent to engage in prostitution? So, women now... Was this a man that did this? Wearing... I guess you can call Gavin Newsom a man. Oh, it's Gavin Newsom. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear he was the one that signed it. it. Okay. In. Uh, women wearing only G-strings, bending over in front oh, of traffic, geez. has become a, a, a increasingly common sight, especially in National City, California, prostitution spiraling out of control after the law was, was um, signed in. The city's mayor says uh, it's worse than ever before. They're waving to people on the freeway. They're bending over on the freeway. I I don't know how else to put it. They're showing their wares. The law took effect in January of this year. Morrison says the moment Newsom's pen touched the bill, pimps in the state knew they could expand their prostitution ventures with little little repercussions. Because they are entrepreneurs. Yeah. I mean, really. The moment it was signed in by the governor, everybody knew rules were out the window. Those that are out there on the street, most of them wearing less than what you would consider even appropriate for your bedroom. Okay. Just flaunting it in everyone's pay- face. Right. I've got people screaming at me. Can't you get them for indecent exposure? They feel visually assaulted. Wow. The definition of indecent exposure is uh, as long as the genitals are technically covered. Oh, my gosh. What in the world, Janet? I don't know. National City is a diverse working class city of about 60,000 residents just outside of San Diego. Prostitution issues are no stranger. Right. But the mayor explained that as an urban area sex workers have been known to cross the san diego border but never at the rate he's been seeing it's beyond brazen right 
prostitutes gather in the downtown area that face the freeway and are seen as early in the are seen early in the morning and around 3 p.m. Right. California law that legalized jaywalking has compounded the issue. Some women stand in traffic. I bet you if one of those prostitutes wore a MAGA hat, they'd have their sorry ass thrown in jail, G-string and all. Mm. Sorry. I was driving on one of the streets. There was a young woman standing there wearing basically a G-string and nothing else. Pasties. She stood in front of my car. I asked her politely, would you please move out of the street? She looked at me and said, if you don't want to talk to me, you can go around. Oh, my gosh. Businesses ranging from mom-and-pop stores to national hotel chains have sounded off to the mayor that prostitutes are driving business away. Sure. Some being forced to close their business. Families were appalled to see naked women while on their California getaway. Even a local school had to cover its windows as the prostitutes were hanging out um, in front of the gates. Welcome to our state. California is the most awesome state. Good job, Gavin Newsom. Right. He wants to do for America what he's doing in California. You have to remember that when he runs. We want prostitutes like everywhere because, you know, explain that to your kid. Mm. Mm. 44 in Salem and Roanoke, 48 in Danville, 44 in Bedford, 43 in Lynchburg, 45 in Appomattox, 42 in Amherst. I say amen to that. That means I agree. You too, For Matt, Matt to have a yeah. yes. You too, Matt. Mm-hmm. Love the guy. He's just such a good guy. He is. Okay, Roanoke School. School city leaders providing an update regarding transportation issues. Uh, we had those stories first couple of weeks of school. A little bit of problem with kids getting home at a decent time. Roanoke City school leaders say they're improving the transportation woes, but they still have to work on it. They uh, talked about it last evening at a school board meeting where members updated some of the work being done to help address these particular issues in the district. Chief Officer, uh, Operations Officer Chris Perkins said the ultimate solution is more drivers. However, with how many different routes and different schools they are going to, it's better to keep uh, trying to adjust rather than reduce the number of routes. That was one of the solutions they were talking about. Uh, unless we can guarantee a set of number, uh, a set number of drivers, we're going to have difficulty meeting some of those expectations i'm just going to make an editorial uh, comment here okay Uh, i don't know what it's like to be on a roanoke public school or county roanoke county school bus but as we've done stories over the years if you've got you've got anarchy in the uh, classrooms you don't want anarchy on wheels so unless there's some standards in place and i would assume there are Mm -hmm. because things are just so chaotic um in our world, in our in our local areas, I'm thinking maybe people would say, why would I want to drive and have things thrown at me and kids cuss me out and even try to attack drivers or whatever? So I, I don't know why, what the reason. I mean, we can't find people to work in all kinds of jobs. Right. And I'm thinking if you're retired military <laughs> or something. Right. And they're paying decent. They're paying a decent wage. If you're just looking for a you know, part-time gig. It's to be a way to invest in some kids. I'm not saying, you know, kids are all evil and all that kind of stuff. Kids need, they need relationships with mentors, male and female, to right. help guide them. And, and maybe a school bus is a place that uh, you can kind of offer a hand of encouragement to a student. So 
Uh, I hope that's what's going to happen in Roanoke so they can solve this problem. Editorial over. Lynchburg City Council uh, votes on a $2.5 million fix for the 12th Street retaining wall. Uh, on Tuesday night, they voted how to use money to fix part of that. Right now, uh, part of 12th Street still closed. Uh, this is all due to the flooding that we had back in July that caused a retra- retaining wall to come crumbling down. Uh, you'll recall that that torrential rain caused a scene of flooding in many parts of Lynchburg uh, during that time. As for the retaining wall that was washed out on 12th Street, City Council voted last month to approve a plan to fix it. The specifics include a plan that involves uh, fixing the wall using mesh and concrete, but it won't have a color tint. According to Public Works, it will cost roughly $2.5 million, and a lot of discussions were about where that funding would come from. Uh, Councilman Hegelson said, I, I'm wondering if there's a way to kind of utilize other funds that were put together in uh, the CIP, like some of that $6 million that was for downtown streetscape beautification that can be utilized for something that's more urgent. Okay. Henry County Sheriff's Office SWAT team executed a narcotic search warrant in Axton uh, yesterday. According to the Sheriff's Office, suspected fentanyl, marijuana, possession of two firearms, ammunitions, and U.S. currency were seized during the execution of this warrant. The suspect, uh, Reginald Tinsey of Axton, was charged with possession of number one and number two substance, fentanyl, uh, possession of a firearm by a violent convicted felon, and possession of a firearm while in possession of these scheduled substances. Tinsley was transported to the Henry County Adult Detention Center, where he is currently being held without bond. Wow, imagine that, not having a turnstile and just letting him go back out like they do in other cities. Thank God Henry County still has their sanity. Anyone have that was editorial, by the way. Anyone having information? <laughs> yeah, a lot of that going on. I today. do, I do. I'm just saying, you know, unless we start doing some stuff. Nothing's going to change. Anyone having information about the narcotics trafficking operation is asked to contact the Henry County Sheriff's Office. You know, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, they say, is insanity. And I think think we're there. Mm. Well, a a new survey is out taking a look at ACT test scores for U.S. students. Okay. It has dropped to a 30-year low. (laughs) Why am I not surprised? The lowest in more than three decades, Mm. showing a complete lack of student preparedness for college-level work. Right. Scores have been falling for six consecutive years, but the trend accelerated during the pandemic. Students in the class of 2023 whose scores were reported Wednesday were in their uh, first year of high school when the virus reached the U.S., The hard truth is we're not doing enough to ensure the graduates are ready for post-secondary success in college and in a career. Mm -hmm. The average ACT compost score for U.S. students was 19.5 out of 36. Last year, the average score was 19.8. The average scores in reading, science, and math were all below benchmarks. The ACT say students must reach to have high probability of success in their first year of college. Well, that's because, you know, you can't give kids zeros anymore. Right. So we're just passing them on through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why don't you ask them what their education is like on equity? Do you have any questions on equity in your ACT prep course? You got any of that going on? 
Maybe maybe include that mm. in there. How about made up history for two hundred, Alex? <laughs> do you have that in there? Right. They probably do great with that. Rewriting mm. history one oh one. Yep. We're not we're not but taking first, care of the basics. Remember, boys and girls. First, we have to scrub history from all those nasty little details. Right. And then we rewrite it the way we want in fairyland. Mm. Yes, where everybody's happy well, and nobody well, dies. Well, but or not. Or everyone's a, a an evil villain. Well, true. Yeah, yeah. So but we're going to keep you in your safe space during that time. Maybe. Of the students that were tested, only 21% met benchmarks for success in college-level classes. Research from the nonprofit shows students who met those benchmarks have a 50% chance of earning a B or better mm. and nearly 75% of earning a C or better. That's out of the ones that passed. Right. Mm. Just another warning sign, folks. Just well, another one. Well, how about some good news? Okay. Running back Quentin Cooley had a career night keeping the flames perfect on the season and a 4.0 midway through his first season in USA Conference, a conference USA. He led the flames to a 31-13 road win at Jacksonville State. Now they are 6-0, but I believe it's 4-0 in, the, in, the, uh, in their conference. The Wake Forest transfer finished the night with a career 28 carries, 163 yards. LU playing in front of a national television audience. And uh, they did last week as well. Uh, they moved to 6-0. and And, of course, that clicks them up the uh, standings in the uh, Conference USA. And according to uh, this article, that they will be eligible for a bowl game now okay. because of this win. All right. So um, uh, do you think Kevin slept in? I think morning. he might have slept in. He probably doesn't have a voice left. He yeah, was I, probably celebrating. Right. He probably rang that cowbell in his house so much that his wife probably sent him to the basement. Actually, it was probably like, golly, I'm glad I'm not sitting next, next to, to Lamb's Kara. wife. Yeah, next to Kara. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did get a text from your wife saying yeah. she would be eternally grateful if I would uh, if I would teach you how to deposit checks mobily. Nope. <laughs> Get off my yard, you <laughs> rotten kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not talking to you, I don't think. Oh, no, they're they're not there. Oh, we went. Yeah. They left. We'll okay. go to the five and dine. Let's go to the... Do it. Let's go to the food section of the show, my favorite section. Uh, well, maybe with the right dessert, mm. I would consider photoing what my I can check do for you. and sending it in that way. It's time for Janet's five and dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. If you are a member of Janet's Five and Dine, it's, it's a group mm-hmm. on Facebook. Just type in Janet's Five and Dine. You can join the group and you can see all the recipes that we share. Uh, I also asked a question about you know the holidays holidays are coming what kind of recipes do you want to see shared on five and dine mm. uh, you did speak up lots of people were saying you know they like some some sides they also said some easy sweet treats ah okay we're addressing that today good it's a homemade pumpkin pecan cobbler mm. does anything scream fall more than that wow i don't think so and it's super easy to make as well uh, you're going to start by preheating your oven to 350 degrees. Then, in a medium-sized bowl, you're going to stir together your flour, your baking powder, your salt, sugar, and spices. 
and it's got all the flavors you would think about cinnamon nutmeg cloves all of it okay in a smaller bowl you're going to stir together your pumpkin now this is pumpkin puree not pumpkin pie filling pumpkin puree Mm -hmm. your milk your melted butter and your vanilla then you're going to pour those wet ingredients into the dry ingredients and mix into a thick batter pour it into a small eight inch casserole with high sides then in a separate bowl stir together brown sugar and pecans spread out over the top of the batter evenly pour hot water over the entire thing without stirring bear with me do not question me on this one Okay. This is what you got to do. A cup and a half of very hot water. And then you're going to bake it for 40 minutes. Or once the middle is set, be sure to place a baking sheet because it, it might bubble over with its deliciousness. Uh, cool it about 5 to 10 minutes before serving it with some warm vanilla ice cream. Oh, gee. Because what that's going to do is the pecan and the brown sugar, by the time you put the, the really almost boiling water over the top of it, you're going to get this beautiful caramel that's oh, going to nice. form over the top of the cobbler. Yeah. It's delicious and it's super easy. Find this recipe by going to Facebook, type in Janet's 5 and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by FNL Market where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at FNL Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL, save on top round London broils, four ninety eight a pound. Whole boneless ribeyes are eight ninety nine a pound. Fresh ground round is three ninety eight a pound. Family pack round steak is five forty nine a pound. And pork loins half sliced are a dollar ninety nine a pound. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member. Text FL Market to eight three three six zero five eighteen zero four. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. It was a big night for the Liberty Flames. We're going to our field reporter, Kevin, who has all the exciting action that he's going to share with us this morning on the Morning Jam. Good morning, Kevin. <laughs> Good morning, gang. You know, what, what goes what goes with holiday treats? Just a good old fall football game. And that's, 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 we're going to make our own segue here. But uh, Are you positively yeah, last- giddy? <laughs> yeah, a little bit I am. Because yeah. to, to be perfectly honest with you, I had home group last night, and, and I wasn't able to. I, I was I was just dog beat tired, and, and man, my eyes went out at nine thirty. So I just said, "Well, I, I have to go to bed." And I couldn't watch the game. I was just tired, so I had to catch up on all the information this morning. But uh, it was it was more than just a win. Liberty's defense only allowed 
one touchdown. Mm. The other, the the other were were field goals. Okay. So they they just shut them down last night, and they played on the road. Yeah, in Jacksonville, Jacksonville State. Yeah, in Jacksonville State, which is in Alabama, and they are the second uh, toughest team in the, in the conference. Mm-hmm. And people people have to remember this is our first year. Yeah, in this conference with a new, with, with a new coach. Yeah, new a new coaching staff. And then, and then you've got you know all the players. They got they got to learn the the coaches' whole new system: offense, defense, special teams, everything. So it's all brand new to them, and they're six and zero. Yeah. So there's a lot to stand back and say something is going on here. Mm, absolutely. And, and um, if I understand right, I think the number for bowl eligibility. Now I might be corrected, but I, I think because I heard it, I think it's six. six. I think it's six. Yeah, I, I so, saw a story so, that it said Liberty Bowl eligible now, and and right. the more they win, the better the bowl is going to be, because they don't correct. have to they don't have to pick the bowl teams for another what month, Kevin? Oh, I, I don't know. Or another so, three I mean, weeks. But, but I mean, what does that mean? Because I have well, to tell it, you, it to means, the general layperson. Well, let me tell you what it means. There's a bowl for everything. It means dollars for any university. Big dollars, right? TV it money, dollars, but right. but it my question is, what is the coveted bowl? Is it like the Peach Bowl well, or the Duke's Bowl or the Tidy Bowl? I mean, what is it? <laughs> well, it it just to make it in a bowl game game is prestigious. Now the different levels. Now Liberty won't get a super duper unless they're like undefeated and and they get put up against some really crazy team. They'll be in what mm-hmm. I would say a mid-tier bowl game, wouldn't you, Kevin? Mid to upper mid. That that would be yeah. That would be fair to say at this point. And we're not going to go crazy on projections of of how they're going to do. We'll take one game, one team at a time. Yes, exactly. Uh, but but I did hear that if you win your now I may be corrected on it. If you win your if you if you win conference USA, mm-hmm. it's my understanding that you then become. The host team for the championship. Oh, nice! So what that mean? What that means is that that's a lot of revenue that continually comes in to the city of Lynchburg, right? And and uh, there's 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 a lot of people coming in there. So I would and, expect there's expense with that too, though. Yeah, yeah, but the dollars outweigh the the, the yeah. profits outweigh the. The oh, thing. Right, and right. and not only does it give dollars to the university, it gives some street cred to Liberty. Like because you have to have a good team to get good players. Yeah, the people good high look school. down their nose at, at Liberty right. for a and, while. And they do. And and I think a good high school prospect will say, you know what? I think I want to play for Coach Chadwell because he's got something going on. Right. They're they're gonna at least open their mind, they're gonna yeah. open their heart. They're, they're going to say, okay. In so some cases, open go, their pocketbook. Right. And let me just go and visit the school. Yeah. Let me see what the – maybe maybe there's something that I'm missing. And nine times out of ten, the media and everybody else are never going to really tell you yeah. what you're missing. But I, I really think when you get there, the Spirit of God is going to touch mm. your heart. And well, you're going to say, you know what, this, this, this is for me. And, and, and uh, you know I don't pay attention to things very well. Uh, when it comes to sports because you know go sports and all but does memory serve me correctly i mean this this coach chadwell mm-hmm. 
I mean, he's like super new, right? But but he but he coached East East was it uh, Coastal Carolina before yeah, Kevin? He, so but he I mean, was at a Liberty, good school because that was all very kind of controversial but when when we lost the other one. When, when Coach Chadwell came in, he said, "You don't know how long I've wanted to coach this team." Remember when he said that exactly. at the luncheon? That's, so he he has the got the, he's got the buy-in for Liberty. Oh, oh and let me uh, by the way for all you Auburn fans, they're zero and two in the conference <laughs> and they're three and two overall. I'm just saying for all those Coach Freeze you know fans out there, they're zero well, and two right, in their right. conference because everybody was talking like, oh, this is horrible. Freeze right. is leaving, right. and I, I remember all all of that. I think it, I think doesn't well, look like it's much of a memory well, now. Well, Coach Chadwell has changed the culture. Yeah, and and, and Freeze him. did a good thing. Freeze <clears throat> Freeze was good for the school. I'm not I'm not downplaying that. I don't Kevin, right. Kevin and I and a lot of other people don't like the way Freeze left. But, but there were a lot of people who were like, oh, Freeze is leaving, things are going to fall right, apart. But, yeah, that hasn't exactly. Happened. It hasn't happened. And Coach Chadwell's been very uh, smart in using the portal. We lost some people by way of graduation. We lost some because they said Freeze gone, I'm gone. Right. And and but well, he right. he has managed to pull together. <laughs> a group of ragtag players. Let's face it; these a lot of these kids aren't even known, but but they are stepping up for Coach uh, Chadwell, and and they're playing really good football. They are. They're uh, they're they're playing like a cohesive unit team, special ops. Yeah. And 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 they're they're going to form a brotherhood. And that's uh, it. As they as they continue to believe in themselves first, they're going to believe. In their coaching, mm-hmm. uh, all these all these things, they then they then turn the page, and then they become dangerous. Yeah, and, and uh, so you know, uh, you know, again, uh, kudos go back to uh, AD Ian McCall for for oh, yeah. for taking a chance, absolutely taking, taking a risk on, on him and yep. bring bringing him in. Yeah, way and, to go! Uh, but but uh, yeah, so so this coming Tuesday night. Yeah, this Tuesday. They home will, game. They will be playing home game. Yes, they will be playing. Uh, this is where Coach Chadwell played his four years at college ball. At a, is as that as East a player, Tennessee State. Yeah, yeah, as a player, uh, he played there. So, um, and and again, you know, I think the the big challenges that they'll have is that whether they play Jacksonville State or they play Sam Houston. Sam Houston almost beat us. Yeah, I know. Last, last, uh, and they Thursday almost beat night. they almost beat Jacksonville State too. Exactly. So anybody we play for the rest of this year, mm-hmm. they they could jump up and just kick our heads right in if we're not careful. And the thing is, I was talking to a friend of mine. When you have twelve games that you're playing, you're going to have a game or two that you just go flat. Yeah, you're off. Then yeah. You're, 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 you're off. You're not there. Like last night, they were spot on. Yeah. Uh, Caden Salter, man, he, you know, I, I know he fumbled the ball. That's man, the kid's growing. Absolute. The kid's growing. Yes, that's right. And uh, I saw him you know, in the playoff, in the, in the game. He is directing, you know, when he has to scramble and he has to make, he's telling his receivers, go this way, go that yeah. way. And then they're not doing it. He's chewing he run- their butts out. And I said, right. now that's a leader for you right there. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to take command. He's going to take command of, of his. 
and he's going to, you know, and this is this is what you need. So anyway. You consumed the whole segment. Way. I just want you to know. I'm you, sorry. That's your wrap-up music. That's your wrap-up music. Jan. Janet's that's getting bored I, now. I know, I know. Yeah. Okay, I know. She, she, <laughs> hey, she's look. kicking us off, Mark. She you, wants us to go. But. You held me longer than yeah, I thought. Then I, I, I thought she, <laughs> you know, she didn't check out till about 30 seconds ago. Yeah. So you did pretty good. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, thanks well, for the good. call. But, Take care. We'll, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye now. Bye. Right, bye-bye. Kevin going to be there, I guess, Saturday night, too. Oh, he, yeah. He's been talking about yeah, Second Stage. Yeah, he's going to come see. He's been so supportive. He has. Live from Rose Ridge. I love him. Yeah, Hello. We appreciate him. All right. Well, it is uh, almost 8 o'clock. We'll have Dr. Bob Denton in the next hour. We're going to talk about what's going on in the world. We're going to talk about how it affects the political races on a national scale as well. Maybe we'll dive into a little bit of state politics as well. Thanks for being here on this Wednesday.